Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new segment slash format that we are introducing to the Baron's Hideout podcast, which is called Dustin's Thoughts. A kind of uh, spur-of-the-moment thing, I went over this idea with Aaron earlier today to um, kind of add more content and other things to the podcast other than the weekly show that we do together. This isn't going to replace any of that, but this is something I wanted to do because Aaron doesn't have a lot of time as as much as I do. You know, I, I am a father, and I do have a full-time job, and I do have a fiancé. But I wanted to do this so I can cover some of the stuff that's coming out uh, now, very briefly. Go over everything super brief, because Aaron is, doesn't have that much time. He has enough time to pretty much go over like one or two movies that we're going to do, and we usually try to do those, and... Uh, like I said, this is not going to replace any of the stuff that we're doing right now. Aaron's still part of the, the show. This is just a, a new thing that we're trying. And today, I wanted to go over Fear Street Part 1, 1994. This was something I was looking forward to since it was announced. And also knowing that it was rated R. And this is an R.L. Stein story. It's not written by him. Like, the, the movies are not written by him. But the stories, the original books were they were young adult stories compared to Goosebumps, which is more of uh, children to young teens. And, of course, as a kid, I grew up on Goosebumps. I'm a 90s baby, so I still kind of go back and rewatch that show and read the books because the show is still on Netflix and I still actually have some of my, um, excuse me, uh, books when I was a kid. And knowing that someone was making a trilogy out of another set of R.L. Stein stories, and they were going to be rated R, and they were going to be slashers, and have a lot of nostalgia for the time periods that they are going to be in, other than probably 1666. I don't know what kind of nostalgia I can get there, but we'll get into that after, because at the end of this movie, they kind of... Uh, hint towards what the next movie is going to be like. So this is really just going to be a quick, brief run through how I felt this film was, and if there was any bad parts or good parts, and kind of highlight those and talk about the kills. Mainly talk about the kills and the killers. Uh, I'm not going to go too much into plot, but I will kind of uh, touch it a little bit, just to kind of give you guys an idea of how I felt about it. But let's jump into the way the characters look. I think how simple they are they are well done they are pretty creepy uh the first time you see them uh the masks look really cool the costumes are really cool i i really like the, the um the axe dude i i think they had names but i don't remember what they what they were because there was a lot of characters introduced to this uh very quickly and they weren't really explained that much like not in depth and I'll kind of talk about that in a minute about characters. But the the first guy you see is the the skeleton mask with the with the hood and the skeleton shirt or more like dress. It's the, it's a Halloween costume and I think it looks really really cool and he carries like a blade. And then we have the axe dude who is also on the cover that you guys see that I have on screen. So there's a skeleton dude and then there's the axe guy. And I think he looks really cool. I like his mask. I hope at some point, Trick or Treat Studios can kind of get a hold or some other uh, mask-making company release these. 
because I want to own these masks. Um, and I want the costumes as well. And I think uh, they look really cool. And then there's another one who is just a girl. And um, she she's pretty cool, but it's really just a girl who has like a scar. And that's pretty much all that you see. Um, but going into the actual main characters, there is, uh, let's see, I'm not going to go over all their names because honestly, they're kind of un, like very forgettable <laughs> besides a couple of them like Josh. Um, there's, I think, uh, what's her name? Diane or whatever it is. The other main girl. I'm sorry, guys. I just watched this too and the, my, the names are like leaving my, my mind right now. But there's Sam, who is the girlfriend of the main character, or I guess you can say main character. Then we have um, Simon, who is uh, another friend who works at the grocery store. Um, oh my god, what's the other girl's name? Is it, is it, I think it's Katie, or something like that. But I know it begins with a K, and she's another friend of the main character. And Josh, like I said, was the younger brother. Um, we get some other characters, but they're not as important. So it's pretty much just talking about, um, there was a long time ago, there was someone who was executed for, um, witchcraft back in 1666 with like the Salem witch trials and stuff like that. But, um, apparently when she, uh, was executed and when hung, she let, her hand was cut off and was like left like on the grounds and it's like hidden somewhere and that place is called shady side and then they have a um a, a sister town called uh i think it's sunnyville uh, let me make sure i have that right uh yeah yeah so they kind of like um are right next to each other and we kind of have like a little a montage in the beginning credits and they're talking about both of the towns and like sunnyville is very um doesn't want anything to do with um shady side just because <clears throat> there's always bad things happening in shady side it's just like another killing or whatever so that happens throughout the um the years so we kind of have that backstory about the witch and um then this group of friends start getting attacked by the people i, I talked about earlier the the girl the skeleton and the axe and they're trying to figure out what the hell's going on, but the main character's brother, uh, I guess, talks to these group of people online who uh, talk about the witch and shady side, and he has like a, a full-on like board of just killings and time pieces and when it happened and who did it and what happened to anybody who survived or whatnot. So he kind of like fills them on in and what's going on. So they get attacked by these people and then they start to realize that the other character, Sam, when she got into a car accident because there was a bunch of stuff that happened with the main characters like throughout um, after not a game, but it was like a candlelit vigil and um, for someone who died earlier in the film. And I won't go into too much detail about that. So... He tells them that she's marked because when she fell out, her blood touched bones. Because I guess like the witch's bones were exposed, from, um, and they were above ground, and they weren't buried anymore. And um, 
so he's like, oh, we got to do this, and we got to figure out if there was anybody who survived. So he went through a bunch of other stuff, and then uh, he's like, I have this article of a girl who survived, and they kind of talk about that, and they find out that the only way that this girl survived is that she died, but then came back. And they have to kind of get her friend Sam to die and to get back. There's a thing that was like said early in the film that Simon had, uh, I think, was it either his brother or a friend who like OD'd but didn't OD and they brought him back. Uh, and so, like, he didn't die. So, they're gonna go and do that. They have uh, pills lined up, they go to the grocery store he works at and set up all these pills and she has to pretty much OD and then they're going to bring her back with EpiPens which I think is really funny and um, there are some kills that happened earlier on throughout some of the adventures that they have like they go after the the car accident early in the film the, the group of friends go to visit Sam because the main character and Sam uh, are like love interests. So this is actually also a very good like um, LGBTQ plus movie also because it, it deals with you know uh, two females in love, which I think they do pretty well. There is like one sort of awkward sex scene that I don't think it really needed to be in there. Well, I'm gonna say quote unquote sex scene um, that was in like the middle of the film. I don't know if it needed to be there, but it was there, and it was a little awkward, but it wasn't that bad. I think it could have been a lot worse, and there's no nudity in this, no nudity at all. Um, but yeah, that's just a little uh, my take on that that sex scene. That's all. So yeah, they go to the hospital to go and see Sam because they want to say that hey, your boyfriend is like trying to kill me and a bunch of other stuff that happens during. I don't want to spoil too much of this because it is brand new and I'm just trying to give my thoughts on some of the, the pieces. So as, as they're at the hospital, these people come back and start murdering everybody in the hospital and there's a little bit of a plot hole um, and it's, it's a little weird because they later on in the film, I'm going to jump ahead later on in the film to say all oh, these people only after Sam because certain uh, uh, members of the group have Sam's blood from the car accident on their clothes. So she's in the hospital. Right? And all the, the, the characters come, the axe and the actually I think it's really just the skeleton guy that we see the most in here and he goes and kills everybody, which is weird because after you knowing later in the film that they're only going after Sam because of the blood and they they completely ignore everybody else if they don't have any blood on her on them. But they kill everybody in the hospital. But they didn't. None of them had blood from Sam on them. So I thought that was a little weird. That's one plot hole. That's like um, I'm not gonna say I dislike it. I just think that could have you know, been easily avoided. Um, but the kills there are, are are kind of okay. There's just a lot of stabbing. But there's one kill in particular that I want really want to talk about. So this is pretty much at the end of the film, and. Sam is pretty much being drowned by her uh, her lover because she needs to die. And as that's happening, Josh is pretty much in love with, I think her name is Katie. I'm sorry, guys. I probably had this completely wrong. Um, and I just watched the movie, so this is really bad. But she's 
pretty much in a fight with um, the skeleton, and there's a uh, bread cutter because they're in a grocery store. There's a bread cutter that was turned on while they were fighting, and he grabs her and starts pushing her down the line. And obviously, we don't want her to die because at this point, what they have to kind of keep um, uh, the killers away from Sam, so they'll have a little bit of blood on her. So this is why they're all attacking. The, the other characters and she gets dragged into the bread cutter and I think it was so well done no CG it was it was practical effects and it, it looked really good it for uh, a teen rated R that's really weird to say but this is more towards a teen audience you know it's rated R it was very very good um, a lot of blood um, it wasn't like super graphic. You can see some brains and stuff coming out, uh, but that's pretty much about it. And then there's another one that happens with Simon, who is being chased by the the, the girl. But he kind of like lets his guard down, and he's about to talk to Josh, and then he gets an axe to his head. That was also really good. Um, so those were some of the the really cool. Uh, kill highlights i want to talk about uh, i'm not really going to go too much into the plot just in case if we do go and cover this on the main uh podcast so if i had to give my overall on this because we're going to kind of jump to my um overall thoughts on this and my rating i would probably say for netflix trying something kind of risky and trying to appeal more towards a, the teen audience, keeping it at rated R, um, doing th- two more movies, and I I hope the other ones are, um, are a little bit better than this one, just because of the pacing that was done in this film. I think it could have been a lot better. But the nostalgia was really cool. Um, another really weird thing was for like the first like twenty minutes of the film. Every time it changed to a different scene, a different 90s song would play. And I thought that was a little weird. They were trying to really slap you in the face with like nostalgia or let you really know that, hey, this is in the 90s. I think that was a little weird. They probably could have cut back on that a little bit. And like I said earlier, they kind of jumped to the next film. And the next film is doing almost the exact same thing. Because like the five minutes that they show of like a quick trailer, it... um. They have, like, 70s songs playing. But um, that's just, like, a little nitpick thing for, of mine. But overall score, I'd probably have to give this a solid 7, maybe 7.5, just because Netflix is doing something new. They're taking on a new story. Well, quote-unquote new story. This is R.L. Stein, even it's not really said anywhere, but it is R.L. Stein. Uh, I don't think it's credited anywhere. I didn't really look in the credits too, uh, too much to see if he's actually in there anywhere. Uh, but overall, yeah, 7, 7.5. I could probably give it a 7.5. And I think it's enjoyable. I might have to re-watch it just to see if it grows on me a little bit more. After finishing it, I don't, I don't think it's the best, but it's definitely 7.5 worthy. It's It's pretty good. I can't wait for next week, and then the other one that comes out after that, the very last one, which I think is a 1666. 
Um, but yeah, if you guys are thinking about checking out Fear Street Part 1 1994 or any of the Fear Streets, I would say do it. Support Netflix. Let them know that they're going in the right direction towards the horror audience. And it's fun. It's a fun movie with a lot of fun kills. Just some of the plot is a little weird. But um, that's pretty much it for Dustin's thoughts. It's very, very short. And um, it's a, a, kind of a mess. But, you know, I'll get better as it goes on. It's really weird without having my co-host here. But um, thank you guys for being here and listening. And all of our usual stuff that's said on the podcast like all of our um socials and everything will be linked down in all of the bios either on youtube or even like on spotify and stuff like that but uh thank you guys for tuning in and listening and go check out the movie and i will see you guys later this week have a good one guys